Welcome to the Chlorine King Podcast, where your host, Eric Taylor, will discuss tips for the do-it-yourselfer, answer listeners' questions, conduct product reviews, and host special guests from the pool industry. Grab your swimsuits and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Chlorine King Podcast, everyone. I'm excited to be back sharing my knowledge with you and having you all tune in. I know I've been away for a while, but I've been working on a few exciting projects that are finally coming to a close. I'm about finished up with my book, which will share a lot of knowledge for people wanting to either get in the pool business or revamp how they're doing things in the business. I'm also launching a first for the industry, and that's a hip-hop album. It's good, clean music. It's going to have a bunch of different songs about our industry and things we deal with as pool professionals. So be on the lookout for all that stuff once it's complete. You could also head over to my YouTube channel to get a sneak peek at all the songs that I have up at this moment. Now at this time, I'd like to mention my official sponsors for the Chlorine King Podcast. The show is brought to you by AquaSuite, the app to supercharge your pool business by keeping you organized and saving you time. Go to useaquasuite.com to learn more and be sure to tell them that Chlorine King sent you for a free 30-day trial. And also, Riptide Pool Vacuum Systems, the simplest way to save time cleaning your pools. With unparalleled performance and support, get your Riptide today at www.riptidevac.com. Our guest tonight is another repeat guest because he has yet another service he can offer people starting out in the pool business, a pool route. Rob Estelle has been in the business for a very long time and has helped hundreds of people get into the business by selling them a pool route. He also helps sellers tighten up their route by selling routes for them. So if you're in the market for a turnkey business or looking to lighten your load a little bit, then stay tuned for my interview with Rob. So I'm excited to have on the line a returning guest. His name is Rob Estelle, and he's the pool route broker for thepoolpros.com. How are you doing tonight? Eric, I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for having me back on the show. Absolutely. Now, I know I've talked to you on a previous podcast about your contractor school, but why don't you give the uh, listeners a little insight about your, how you came to be a pool route broker? Oh, okay. Well, this is the real thing is that when I got, I, you know, when I start a business, I always think of one thing is what the consumer wants. And if the consumer wants something, you know, try to make some money on it. So when I moved to Florida 21 years ago, um, I was here for a couple of years and I actually bought a, uh, wanted to get into my own business. So I had some money in a 401k that I, I, um, I took out in the end of 1999, I bought a pull route through a business broker and um i bought 43 accounts and um i was uh you know i thought i had a great business and you know the, the route broker told me that hey all you need is a you know to be licensed and insured in the pool business is you just need to have a driver's license and car insurance and you're licensed and insured so this is an easy business to get in you make all this money so that was great then i went out and got a uh, you know bought some so, uh pull route from this broker and you know, about six months into the business, I got a, I got a ticket for not having a contractor's license for cleaning pools. So um, I went back to the broker, and he was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, you know, you know, you're uh, you're pretty much screwed, and I can't really help you." Oh, so I felt like, I felt like I got taken advantage of, you know. And I went back to the guy that didn't uh, um, that, that I bought the pools from, and he goes, "Hey, you're my competition now. I'm not going to help you get a license, you know. Mm-hmm. You should have said that before. I, I didn't know that you wanted to be, you know." a legit pool guy i wouldn't have sold it to you if you want you to be legit competition you know so um i actually was you know kind of scared i you know i got a cease and desist order and i couldn't um 
be in the pole business at all. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I ran across the guy, and he said, hey, this is easy. Just go get your license. This is what you do. And you know, I did this years ago. You just, you know, I just go out and, you know, I, I you know, yeah, help you. I, I know you have the experience. You know, you've been doing it for a while. So this is what you do. I signed for your experience, and I went and took the test. I passed the test, and I got my contractor's license. So with that shortcoming there, I, I said, hey, one of these days I'm going to, you know, make sure that doesn't happen to somebody else. So I went through my lifespan of in the pole business. I had 1,200 poles and a whole bunch of headaches. I sold that and got in the wholesale distribution in the pole industry, and I met a lot of different people and that there. And then um, when I had sold uh, the, the Pool Pros, which was a wholesale supply company, I said, I'm going to get my real estate license, and I'm going to sell pole routes and help work with the routes. Um, so when I got into the business of selling the, the, the pools, I got my real estate license because uh, that's what's required. You know, I decided to be able to uh, help everyone and be honest with everyone. Hey, you need to be able to be licensed, and there's a there's a there's a, a pathway to licensure here and there, and that I can help you out because you know I was a CPO instructor with the National Swimming Pool Foundation, so that's the first step for a Broward County license. They make you get a, a CPO uh, certif- uh, certification before you apply for your license. So I kind of have a, had a pathway along there, and I was a licensed contractor, so you know. Um, it was a little easier for me to sell to someone getting into business, having that hands-on experience. So it's, it's gone pretty well with that um, so far. Gotcha. So should we ask you a little bit of quite a few questions about, you know, your pool route business and get some little insight on it. So the first question I have for you, is there any time of year that's better than another to buy? And also, is there another time of year that's better to sell? Typically, you know, with the exception of the last year, Everything's been kind of crazy here, but the, the the pattern that I've seen for the last uh, you know eight or nine years that I've been licensed is that you know typically the best time to sell there's usually the seller's market is going to be typically in you know October, November, December, January, February, March. In those areas, it's easy to sell because people want to get into the business while it's easy. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to service a pool in the winter time because you know as we know that. Um, when the water temperature drops 10 degrees Celsius, which I'm sure your CPL instructor told you that, but when you, when your water temperature drops 10 degrees Celsius or 18 degrees Fahrenheit, it takes half the amount of chemical to create the same reaction. Mm-hmm. So actually, your, it takes half the amount of chemicals in a pool that has less temperature. So everyone knows that, so they want to come into the business in the wintertime. So it's, it's it, you know, there's uh, a uh, larger margin of error that you can make. Um, and not turn the pool green. So those months are the uh, sellers, um, the sellers market, and then and there's a buyers market which is going to be in the April, May, June, July, August, September, which is most of the summer months, because um, they can pick and choose. Like the pool guys are like, hey, I want to sell some pools, but oh my god, I got too many accounts. I'm sweating. It's hard. It's hot and everything. And the buyer, everyone's trying to throw that. So usually they can, you know, the buyers can negotiate maybe a better a better price with some some routes there. So. Gotcha. So basically, buyers are swim season and sellers are non-swim season. Correct. Uh, gotcha. So another question I have. If you're a smaller company, say less than 250, 300 pools, is it better to sell it complete, you know, as a complete company with trucks, tools, and a worker or two, or is it better to sell off a small route like, say, 30 or 50 pools at a time? You know, that's a very good question, and a lot of people ask me that all the time, and it's depending on the buyer, because we have different types of buyers. So typically, your your best um, 
sale is going to be a uh, you'll get the most money um, if you can sell one truck ready to go on a whole route let's say 70 80 90 pulls depending on how tight your route is and stuff like that mm-hmm. with a truck with a with a hammerhead preferably everyone likes to hammerhead better now to get the riptide which i guess has taken over some of the market share but people don't want the system back they don't want the power back and stuff like that they're almost a hammerhead or maybe even a riptide or something like that now but the, the turnkey business that's where you can get uh the higher multiple the, the, the highest multiple i've sold uh, and when I talk about multiples, most of the routes sell upon a multiple of the monthly gross. Mm-hmm. So you, if you have, let's say, $1,000 worth of pools every month, you have contracts that you do $1,000 worth of service, you can sell them on a multiple. And typically the range of a multiple right now is anywhere from 10 to 15 times wow. um, the monthly gross. Um, the most I've sold is 18 times, but that was uh, two trucks and one development and all the pools averaged, you know, about $105 a pool, and this was, you know, nine years ago. Um, but it was a very tight route. It came with some equipment, so it was really, really high. But the majority of people, you know, that, that give you the, the best deal would be buying, you know, 80 pools with a truck, ready to go, you know, decent equipment, turnkey business, just sit in the truck and drive. That's the easiest one to sell, but um, most of the time that's the case now. So turnkeys are going to be – so turnkeys are going to be the easiest to sell, but also you're going to get the most out of that as far as the multiple goes. As far as the net profit on it. And the reason why is that if I'm coming in and buying your company, most investors are looking upon a multiple of of, um, of net income. So they're going to pay two, three, four, maybe five times you know, net income. So you know that we're not really doing a good, good job on the and reporting all of our taxes. So they want to come in and give you, let's say you have 300 pools and you're paying taxes on $80,000. They're going to give you, you know, let's say three times that, three times net. So they're going to give you $80,000 times three. They'll sell your business for $240,000. Wow. But if you, broke, if you broke that down into three different, um, uh, three, three times would be the max. Some people want to get you for one time net or two times net, but it doesn't really work out that way. That's why the pull routes sell on a multiple. So with that, if you go 12 to 15 times on that, you might sell that business for three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars $350,000. So, you know, most businesses are worth more pieced out than they are as a whole. Gotcha. So, you know, I've heard a lot of brokers say, because I've talked to a few of them, you know, here and there, that we have buyers right now. You know, how legitimate is that claim? Because it seems like that may not be the case if there's all these routes sitting on a website for sale. Here's the situation. The, the typical... Um, broker that's going to come to you and say, look, um, I have a buyer. They want to get you the, the, when it comes to real estate, there's, there's one key thing as real estate. When we get, take your license and we get trained, take our post licensing, you have to list to exist. So I'm going to tell you anything I want to get your listing. Okay. Once I have the listing, I got you hooked for six months to a year, whatever. Then I advertise the heck out of that listing and I get somebody on the phone. If you have no listings, you're not going to get any buyers. I got you. So you almost need the listings before you can get. So the everyone says that. So I mean, my recommendation, even you know, you can even do it with me. You know, I mean, we we like to take listings and we tell people, look, it's going to take us three to six months to sell you around on average. That's the average there. You know, even if I have somebody that says they want to buy and they're ready to go, the chances of them actually going through to the whole way to the transaction, the closing is very, you know, maybe fifty, sixty percent. But there's going to be times where a deal will fall through two or three times before we actually sell you around. 
But to, to get back to your question, when you talked about when the broker says, hey, I have a buyer for your rep, you know, I, I think that that's, that's bogus. And, and that's the case. I, this is my recommendation. Okay, bring me the buyer and I'll pay you your commission. You know, I'm not going to sign a one-year deal for you, but I'll sign an exclusive for one buyer. You bring me a buyer if it's John Smith. Uh, if you bring in John Smith and I sell to John Smith, I'll pay you your commission, whatever your commission may be. Gotcha. But don't get on, but don't get on the hook for a year with some promises of a, of a buyer that never exists because 99.99% of the time the buyer doesn't exist. Okay, well, that's some good, honest information for everyone out there listening. So. You know, do you like if I were if I came up to you and said, "Hey, Rob, you know, I'm ready to buy a pool route from you." Do you verify that I have the funds or financing available, or do you just sort of take my word for it? Um, for you, I take your word for it, but for everybody else, this is this is what <laughs> we do. <laughs> so, um, what we would do is, uh, okay, that's good. Typically, we do is a short interview. Hey, you're looking to buy a route? This, I tell you what I need. Okay, this is what I need: is we can meet face to face if you're local. If you're not local, you're over the phone, this is what I need. You know, send me a screenshot of your bank account or verify the funds um, before we even talk. I won't talk any more than five minutes with you, five or ten minutes with you, without verification of funds, and we go into deal. I won't talk specifics. I won't talk anything. I'll give you a little rundown about the pool business, and I'm ready to talk if you can show me the money. Because gotcha. if not... All I want to do is talk all day long and not make any money. You know, we, you know, in my in my best years, you know, we'd sell a hundred and hundred. I would sell a hundred, hundred twenty routes a year, um, and it was be. And you can't do that without you know um, chasing people around or following people around or showing them businesses they don't have money or not ready to go. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh well, I have an investor. I have this. And that. Yeah. Like, okay. Well. You know, bring your investor in, show me the money, and then um, once they make an offer, every offer must come with a 10% deposit. Yeah, like they say, money talks and BS walks. That's for sure. So how successful has owner finance option been, if any? you know, Do you recommend it or no? I think it's great. It's an awesome deal. And, and, and there, there's no fixed way to do a business. You know, As brokers, here's some good insight. It is illegal for us to set the price. Of the sale, mm-hmm. it is illegal for us to, um, you know, dictate the terms of the sale. Everything is negotiable. So if anybody tells you that, oh, this is it, there, there's no negotiations, this and that, that's 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 not that's not true. You know, um, on the flip side, however, us as brokers, as if, if Eric, if you came to me and said, hey, I have, want to sell my pull route for a hundred thousand dollars, legally, I post it for a hundred thousand dollars, and if a buyer, let's say the buyer's name is Joel for some reason. Joel calls me up and says, hey, uh, I want to buy this route here. Um, you know, Will the guy take $90,000? No. My job legally is no. He's asking for $100,000. You can make any offer you want, but if you ask me, if will he accept anything less than $100,000? My answer has to be absolutely no. Okay, cool. But if you give me an offer for $90,000, I present it to to you and um if you accept that we make a deal but i can't put you at a disadvantage if you told me that hey i need to sell this business and, and, and uh you know because you know there's an illness in the family or hey I, you know I, i'm getting too old and i want to sell it two weeks so this i can't put you at a disadvantage i can't put an advertisement out there that hey the guy's dying or he's sick or he wants to sell fire sale i can't put those types of terms inside there that puts you at a huge disadvantage and and as a broker we must give equal uh, opportunity to, and equal fiduciary to the buyer and the seller. 
Yeah, so I mean, I was just about to say, you know, it sounds a lot like if you're a realtor trying to sell a home, you're always going to have your your client's best interest at heart. Yes, and in order to be a pool route broker, you must have the same real estate license. Gotcha. So this is a little bit of a um, scenario type question. So obviously, social media has come out pretty heavily in, in the pool business since I've even started, but in the last three to four or five years, you know, and you can build a route pretty quickly just through social media or like, you know, Thumbtack, Home Advisor, all that stuff. So my question is, how sustainable is selling pool routes, you know, over the next five to 10 years? Do you see that starting to phase out because of how quickly it's starting to become to build a pool route or is it the other way around? It's always going to be there, I think. You know, it's, um, there's, and the problem here is that, this is what I tell everybody. I, I am an expert in this industry. I'm an expert in South Florida. If I'm going to go to Orlando or Georgia or Texas or, or California, I am still a novice because I don't understand those markets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not actively in those markets, so I can't tell you that I know how to be the, the best pool guy or the best broker in those types of markets. But I know in the South Florida market, this is how it is, from Orlando south. You can't really build a huge um, business here. Um it's because the workers, they want to do things on their own. It's very hard with the enforcement. So you can't really build a big empire here because there's so many illegal pool guys. You know, the estimation right now is uh, 80% of the industry is unlicensed. So it's, you know, if everyone had a license, it would be easier uh, and it was enforced. It'd be easier to create a bigger company, but everyone thinks they can make more money than the boss by opening up their own business with no license. And, you know, the, uh, the Joey Cream Cheese uh, pool service, you know? <laughs> I laugh every time I see you post that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Cream Cheese, yeah. Joey Cream Cheese. There's a couple of those up here too, Rob. They're all over the place, you know. Uh, jo- Joey Cream Cheese, for the listeners here, is like is a fake, that fake person that I, I made up, and I don't want to pick on anybody, but he's like the kind of person that uh, is out there cleaning the pools, and he's unprofessional. He has a beat-up rusty truck with his chlorine jugs in the back and you know so much weight in the back it's the back end the back bumper is closer to the ground than the front bumper and he wears his flip-flops into the pool and he's got his you know jeans that are has holes in them and he's smoking a cigarette and his hat's on and he's just dirty and you know sunburned and he knows everything about everything and he tells the homeowner that he can taste the water in the pool and tell you what the ph is <laughs> you know, all these crazy things i have you heard these types of things you i know? have uh, yeah uh, and it's like, oh, I can do this. Or they take the uh, the Taylor reagent and they drop it into the pool and they can say, oh, I know how much chlorine's in the pool. You know, and like that, that kind of guy like that. He's a, just a hazard to the industry. And uh, so we call those kind of people, I call them like a generic Joey cream cheese. So, so you're like, basically, like, so you're basically explaining like the epitome of a pool professional. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks of us, you know. And it's um, in the pool industry, people think that we're that type of person. And, you know, when I was cleaning pools and I had my, my pool business and, you know, you're never supposed to talk how much money you make, but, you know, I got kind of cornered one night about some people about how much money they make and how much money they make this and that. And I was telling them that, hey, you know, 20 years ago, I was charged, or, you know, 18 years ago, I was charging, uh, you know, $75 an hour, which, you know, they're like, oh, my God, that's insane. How do you make $75 an hour? I said, well, some days it's easy, some days it's not, but that's what I charge for service calls. And then um, when I'm servicing pools, I usually make more than that because I can hit you know, four or five pools an hour, and I'm charging $20 a pool. And, you know, and uh, people don't understand how this is a we're, – we're licensed professionals as far as the state of Florida season. We're very high income. You know, we're, we're, you know, you should be making six figures in this business if you're licensed and running a legit business. 
For sure. And uh, to touch on what you're saying about Mr. Joey Cream Cheese, you know, when I first got in the industry as well, my best friend suggested, hey, to start a pool business. And and I just remember seeing all these pool trucks on the road, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like the rusted out beds, you know, just they get out and trash falls out of their truck. It looks like they woke up from a hangover. And I'm like, I don't want to get in that kind of line of work. Like, I just always thought they were broke desert people. Yeah. And uh, people will understand that. You know, that's why there's a big difference. You have to separate yourself. And, like, you know, if you have a home or you have a pool and you use those type of people that are unlicensed and unprofessional, you just put yourself at risk. Because if you look at those people, they're the type of people that are usually the service tech of a pool where the gate's left open and the child dies or the, the suction entrapment or the uh, electrocution or something happens or there, there's been a leak in the pool for two years and the deck, you know, starts to break and there's major repairs of the house or the pool because the professionals don't know really what it all entails. They're not taking continuing education. They're not taking their CPO every every, every couple of years. They take it once every 10 years, even though it expires after five. You know, take it every two or three years so you know. You get more education or people, you know. And these guys are just a hazard to the homeowner, to the, to the society. And there's a reason why there's uh, licenses most states for this yeah and not to get too much off topic that i already have but you know and they're dragging down the industry you know because they're the ones that are charging next to nothing for service the client hears that number and they're thinking oh that's what every company needs to charge uh-huh. get what you pay for exactly i always say cheap isn't good and good isn't cheap uh-huh. so to get back to uh, the questions about the pool route stuff so how large or small of a route should someone attempt to take on you know if they have zero experience like, have you found an experience with a certain number that works best? Yeah. The, the, in the beginning, I try to say 40, 50 pulls to get started, maybe 40 to 60. Because, you know, the hardest part about the first week in the pole business, because you had it and I had it, you know, is, is not just the service. It's not the, the chemicals. It's not the pump or the fill. It's how do I find the house? You know, <laughs> that's the hardest thing in the whole business. How do I find this house? You know, and like, you know, um, Am I on street or am I on court? Am I on avenue? The GPS is wrong. What's going on? And, you know, I never use GPS. I use my map book and, you know, that's my army training, I guess. But that's the hardest thing. So by finding the pools initially, you know, 40 to 60 pools is, is a good number to get started in. And every market's different depending on how spread out they are. Here in South Florida, we're pretty close together. So 40 to 60. I've even seen people take more than that. But, you know, I try to tell people that a good investment's around $50,000 to get into the pool business. Gotcha. So, you know, is there anything, you know, over another that makes the seller's route more attractive? You know, is it being tight, longer retention, you know, upfront payers? Like, what's your insight on that? So here, generally speaking, is that a, there's many things, is that like the difference between a full service pool and a chemical service. Chemical service are more valuable than a, um, than a full service because there's less there's less labor you can clean more per, per hour you get more repairs so if you can clean three pools an hour on a full service you can clean six pools an hour on chemical service you have six filters that have to be changed to once a year you know you know they can refer six more customers a year there's uh, more renovation money the stabilizer money and stuff like that so the biggest thing is the the type of service if it's chemical service or full service do you charge a you know annual, quarterly, biannual, semi-annual uh, uh, stabilizer charge? Mm-hmm. Does it have a pool cleaner? Is it screened in? Um, and salt pools. You know, salt pools actually. You know, most people don't like the salt pools because it, you know it 
takes too much chemical. It takes more chemical to do a salt pool properly than it does a regular pool. So with chlorine, so those kind of kind of factors are are kind of taken into the to the case there, and obviously how tight they are, how close together they are in the um, in the and uh, in, in, in the uh, in the area, and also what I mentioned is day of service. You know, Monday pools are more valuable than Friday pools because everybody wants Friday pools. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. So Monday pools are really good. So Monday, Tuesday pools, because everybody has Friday pools. So people will come to me and say, hey, I have, you know, I have a 40 pool route, you know, and I need to buy 60 more pools. So I know what I'm doing. So I got 40 pools. Well, what days do you do them? Because they're done Thursday and Friday. So I need to buy 60 pools that are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to fill up my day because I want to get into the business now, you know, or even deeper into the business. That's a good point. So my last question is sort of another scenario question. So, you know, say the guy's route I want to buy, you know, is about 60 pools, you know, somewhere around there. I'm brand new in the business. You know, he's got 13 trucks. He's got a fleet of vehicles, a shop, you know, office staff, high-tech equipment, tracking, reports for customers. And I'm operating out of a hatchback until the money starts to roll in and my budget is maxed out. You know, should I be worried about losing those accounts and when compared to the level of professionalism of the previous company? And then also, would it be my fault if I lost those accounts in the first month because of this? All depends. There's a lot of variables in here. So the thing is this is that typically if, um, let's say, Eric, you have a um, large pool company with 13 techs and everything like that. And let's say, Rob, I want to come in and, and buy one of the routes. Since I'm an owner-operator, I'm going to do a better job than any of your pool techs mm-hmm. once I'm experienced. And I'm going to take care of that customer because that's my I spent money for that. So typically, most of the time, the tech will do better once they're, they're trained. So typically, when you buy a route, you're going to get 30 days hands-on training. You're going to go with that guy every day to every pool for, for one whole month. And you're going to know the whole system. The entry to the left side of the house, the equipment's on the right side. It's just kind of filter. Oh, there's a dog in the backyard. You know, you can't park on the driveway. Um, you know, different things like that. You know, you can only go to the pool on Tuesdays or, hey, it has to be the first stop of the day. So you learn all the intricacies of the routes. There's no problems with, with the customers there. Um, when you buy a route, there's a 90 day warranty. Okay. Everything is negotiable. I've seen you know people give 120, 150, 180 day warranties, six month warranties, but they pay for it, you know, in the extra price. So what happens is typically a warranty is for that the customer is going to pay. So let's say two months in, the customer sells his house, a new a new owner comes in, and and hey, um, you lost the account, you know, because hey, I'm going to bring my pool guy from the last house I had. That's the problem of the seller. The seller needs to make sure that the customer will maintain the pool service with the buyer and the buyer does good service for 90 days. Um, so if the someone sells the pool or there's another problem with, let's say there was a repair that was done before the, uh, the transaction and the seller kind of screwed up the relationship between the buyer and the seller, that's the seller's problem. The only thing that really the buyer's um, responsible for is that if he screws up, turns the pool green, leaves the gates open, the dog gets out, the, the kids fall in the pool, some anything crazy happens, that it's, I don't like this guy. You know, he's just a hazard to the pool and this and that. So typically most of the time, the, you don't get, uh, um, he doesn't eat that account basically, he doesn't lose the money for that account because if the seller can recoup the account and say, you know what, you're right, that guy's a bad guy. Let, let, let me give you the old pool guy back to you. Mm-hmm. So then he takes back an account and he gives you another account. So there's not really any, uh, uh, as far as the warranty period with that. So there's, that's kind of covered inside the uh, the warranty. 
Oh, that's good. So it sounds like it doesn't matter how the company's operating. As long as they're doing a good job, they're going to be covered for at least the first 90 days. Yes. And then, like, um, simply the owner-operator is going to do a better job than the employee. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I I know that, you know, just through business that the owner's always going to do the better job. Mm-hmm. So... Well, that's all I have for you tonight, Rob. Again, I appreciate you coming back on the show and talking about your pool route business. So why don't you give the listeners an idea of where you can find your pool, bro- pool route broker website? My website is thepoolpros.com. You can check us out. Um, I wanted to add a couple different things is that we, tar- we charge a 10% commission. Okay. Uh, make sure you ask you know, brokers, other brokers how much they charge. Some charge you know, two months. Some people charge you uh, a lot of different things, so you want to make sure that there's, um, you know, some there's a, a couple brokers out there that charge a net listing, which you want to stay away from. They basically say, okay, I'm going to sell your business for whatever I sell it for, and I'm going to give you 10, 10 months, or I'm going to give you X amount of dollars. Stay away from that, because every time that you make an offer less than full price, it only comes out of the broker's profit. profit. So... You know he's uh, you know he's not going to uh, agree to that. You also want to make sure that you know you have it written in with your broker that they uh, must present every and all offer. Okay, that's a good point. Because if they don't, a lot of brokers write that out. They exclude that. You agree that we do not have to present any and all offers. So if you're you're selling your business for a hundred thousand and you're guaranteeing me in a net listing eighty thousand, if I offer ninety nine thousand five hundred, he doesn't have to present that offer. Mm-hmm. So we want to watch out for that. Um, so also you want to ask what is their commission. So um, you want to make sure that you take a, a, a commission, and all that's negotiable. You know, I know I might be taking money out of my pocket, but you know, all these other brokers are charging fifteen, sometimes twenty percent. Um, you know, a lot of you know fine print, you know, escrow fees and and wire transfer fees and this and that. So they really hit you up with a bunch of stuff that you don't really need to pay. That's that's all negotiable. You don't have to pay that. Um, so um, be, beware from that. I think some people that uh, I was talking to someone today that called into the school and, and they know me from the pool route sales and they were telling me that they did, uh, um, they ended up paying $17,000 on the commission um, and that they were really upset. There was a lot of hidden fees at closing and stuff like that. You know, the, um, they got a little bit up, uh, really upset because that wasn't what the contract said. The contract said, you know, 12% commission ended up being about 15, 16% commission with escrow fees and wire transfer fees and a bunch of other things that, uh, that didn't really, um, you know, work out for them, you know? Well, those are great tips for anyone that's listening and wanting to sell a pool route, not necessarily to rob, but just any broker. I want to help protect the industry and then let people don't get taken advantage of. Like I got taken advantage of when I bought a pool route. And, uh, if you guys have any questions or buying a route anywhere else, you know, you can always, uh, you know, come with me and I can represent you on the buyer side and we can go to some of these other brokers and, um, you know, I can, I can represent you buying another pool route from somebody else. Um, and we can, uh, you know, make sure you have an expert on my side. I'm a licensed contractor. So I'm, a, um, expected to be an expert in the pool business and I can help you do your due diligence where some of these other brokers have never cleaned a pool in their life and don't really know what to look for, what to look out for. And they, they typically take all the listings that I don't take. I got you. So at least you're picky with what you take because you know they're good accounts. It's because my, my reputation's on the line, uh, you know, so it's, um, you know, if I, you know, I've made enough money with the school and, and with the pool route brokers and, 
doing stuff like that, other stuff that I'm in, involved with, is that I don't need to take a bad deal. I, I don't need bad money in my bank account. And if I, if I took money just to sell a bad account to somebody, and if, if the, the seller sold the buyer a uh, hundred pools, and after ninety days, you know, all half the pool accounts are missing, and this and that, who do they look at? They look at me. I'm the broker. I'm the one that did this, and I, I'm I'm the whole jerk in the situation. So I know I interview the people that want to sell their routes with me, mm-hmm. and if they're Joey Cream Cheese or some shady people, they don't. You know, I, I, I really check the references because if I put my word on the line, like, um, you, you, know, you know what I mean, Eric? If, if you were going to come to me and you wanted to buy a route, um, I, I'm putting my word on the line. It's, it's our sure. relationship that, hey, you know, this is a good route and um, buy for me. And, and um, obviously, I can get a better price for these for these businesses if I want, but I don't set the price. I don't really care. I get a 10% commission for whatever we, we sell the price for. If we sell for $80,000 or $150,000, I get 10%. And I, I'm, I'm okay with Whatever you get, you know, you know what you're getting with me, and we try to make it, uh, you know, let's make a deal. Well, and as you talked about it, it's, you know, not just word of mouth, it's world of mouth. So, I mean, a reputation can go down pretty quickly if you sell a couple crap routes, you know? Yeah, it's, all it takes is one bad one, you know, and um, um, I've also, you know, sometimes deals start to go sour after the closing, and I have to get involved, even though it's not my job. And legally, as brokers, after, after the closing, I have no... No uh, responsibility to the buyer or seller anymore. You know, maybe I can answer the phone and listen to them, but I don't have to do anything for them. But uh, there's been times where I've, you know, negotiated, you know, uh, meetings afterwards and say, hey, let's work this out. Instead of going to an attorney, let's try to work something out, guys. We're we're men here. I know you don't like him. He doesn't like you. Whatever. Let's just, you know, you want to let the money go to the attorneys, or you want me to come help it out, for, help you out, and like do this, do this, do this, and I offer up some suggestions. And if they uh, and usually, ninety nine percent of the time, they they work something out amongst themselves. You know, they just need a a, a middleman to come in and, and, and mediate some type of uh, issues. And ninety nine percent of the time, it works out. But you know, you have to do business with good people in the beginning to make that happen. You know, and uh, I try to you know be kind of selective now because uh, I don't really need to have all the listings. I just want the good listings. For sure. Well, that's a lot of great information, Rob. So, I mean, that's all I have for you tonight. Again, I really thank you for being on the show. Why don't you give the listeners an idea of where they can find you? Uh, you can find me out at uh, thepoolpros.com. And uh, you can check out the website there, and uh, all the listings are there. Uh, some listings, we don't have all the listings on the website. Some people don't want their businesses put on the website um, because they're very descriptive of the areas and you don't know, oh, this person is for sale, that person's for sale. So we do have some quote unquote pocket listings that if you want to buy something, you know, give me a call directly, email me at rob at thepoolpros.com and I'll be able to uh, help you out. Well, perfect, Rob. Thanks again so much for being on the show and I look forward to having you on maybe for a third time in the future. Awesome. Thank you very much, Eric. You're welcome, sir. Have a great night. All right. That's all for tonight, and thanks for tuning in. Please send any comments or ideas, how-to and guest appearance requests, and product review suggestions to eric at chloreinekingpools.com. Remember, if life piddles in your pool of dreams, just add some chlorine and keep swimming. 
See you next time.